I would like to turn your attention this morning to the gospel according to Mark and the fifth chapter. While you're turning there, let me say that a week from today, and I believe they've already announced this, but I'm just going to back it up uh, and reiterate it. This coming Sunday, we're going to have a special small group emphasis Sunday. We're excited about our small groups, and we're going to be really explaining those and having a powerful service uh, a week from today regarding uh, small groups. I'll be preaching and uh, we're going to have a, just a great time in the Lord. After that, we're going to have a food, fun, fellowship right here on the property. Uh, a chili cook-off. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, glory to God. Amen. And so uh, there's just going to be a lot of fun uh, a week from today following our service. There will be no service uh, that night. But, but when we let out of the service, we are going to take that opportunity to do a fire drill. Uh, God forbid there ever be a need for that, but uh, we need to be prepared for that. And as you know, uh, just, just kind of elbow the person next to you. Not too hard, not too hard, but just we need to know what to do if something were to become uh, important that we evacuate the premises. So a week from today after the service, we are going to be uh, executing a, t- a practice fire drill so that we can be prepared for those unlikely events. And so just be mindful of that as we dismiss the service next Sunday. But we're looking forward to a high time in the Lord. I'm thankful for every person that has come this morning to the house of God. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank the Lord. I'm reading from the gospel according to Mark, Mark chapter 5. And uh, we will begin at the very first verse of this chapter a very unique account in the scriptures concerning the ministry of Jesus and I just want to take a moment and and talk about it Uh, but but this is a very unique event and as we read it you will see uh, just how unique it is Mark chapter 5 verse 1 and they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes and when he was come out of the ship immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broke in pieces. Neither could any man tame him and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying cutting himself with stones but when he saw Jesus afar off hallelujah but when he saw Jesus afar off he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said what have I to do with thee Jesus thou son of the most high God I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? I want you to hear this. He answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. The herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000. They were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting clothed in his right mind. Hallelujah. Oh, that's Jesus for you right there. Sitting clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. I want to preach to you for a moment this morning on a subject I want to take from this passage and I want to try to discover a a spiritual truth that will strengthen us as a body and as individuals. I would like to preach to you on this subject, united in purpose. United in purpose. 
Lord, we love you. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power, for your manifest presence in this house. We give you honor. We ask for your blessing in this place. Lord, I pray for a divine anointing, hallelujah, an unction of the Holy Ghost to flow through your messenger and in your congregation. Let us hear your word. Let us receive it, Lord, and let us apply it to our lives. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Oh, let's say that name again. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I want to say, first of all, before I begin preaching, first of all, I want to say, God bless you, Minister Tubbs. This is a wonderful friend, Brother Denzel Tubbs. God bless him. Preaching all over the country. Amen. Just preaching all over the country. Amen. And a, and a powerful preacher at that. Of course, he comes from the great, greater Emmanuel Apostolic Temple, Bishop Bowers, Pastor Daniel. We love uh, them, uh, the Greater Manual Temple, and we love this family. God bless you. Amen. And we want to say a great big happy birthday to Sister Betty Wolfangle, who this week turned 90 years of age. Sister Wolfangle, there she is. Let's give her a great big hand. Amen. Amen. That's all right. You can give her an ovation. God bless her. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. 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 Sister Wolfangle uh, is just an absolute treasure to First Apostolic Church. And uh, she and her husband, Brother Carl Wolfangle, long-time saints of God that, uh, that have been a, a powerful part of the foundation of this great congregation. And we honor her and uh, thank God for her. Amen. I want to talk to you about United in <clears throat> Purpose. The... Fact of the matter, ladies and gentlemen, is that, that this morning you have no shortage of reasons to pray. Uh, the old s statement by some who might say, I, I would pray more, I just don't know what to pray about. That's long gone. Well, we got a lot to pray about. We got a lot to pray about. You can, you can take, you, you, can, you, can, you can close your eyes and put your finger on a global map and wherever your finger lands, I guarantee you there's something to pray about. You say, well, what about if it lands in the ocean? Well, there's probably a hurricane forming, so just go ahead and plead the blood of Jesus. A lot to pray about. There are so many things that can call our attention to prayer. We see for the last several weeks difficulties faced in Puerto Rico most recently and of course Florida and Texas and of course a week ago we did not know what just 24 hours would hold when the unthinkable took place in Las Vegas, Nevada and it rem reminded us painfully just how lost our world is. Seem like every day there's another disaster to, to pray about. Every week there's another problem to bring before the Lord and say, God, move upon our world and move upon our nation. The Bible describes that these days would come. The Bible says that the love of many would wax cold. The Bible says that in the days when the Son of Man shall return to the earth, that it will be as it was in the days of Noah. And, of course, in the days of Noah, the Bible says the thoughts of men were violent continually. Their, their imagination was constantly violent. And this is the world that, that where the world is arriving at, just, just senseless violence. And uh, it also describes marrying and giving in marriage. This is, of course, a reference to promiscuity that will, that will continue uh, to, to reach uh, even perverse levels. And, and so we're seeing this all occur in our world and for some it might be bewildering uh, to look out over the landscape of our world and see what is developing and 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 you realize that that we're just we're just really ready for Jesus to come back we're just really ready for Jesus to come back and uh, and yet I, I want to I want to uh, remind you uh, that before Jesus comes back he's going to do all that he can to save those that are lost. 
Don't make no mistake about it. Can I tell you, that's the only thing keeping Jesus from coming back is that there are people who are still lost. There are people who still aren't ready to meet the Lord. That's the only thing holding him back. And he's giving people every opportunity that they can have to, in order to, to find salvation for their souls. And we have to understand that, that we are here on purpose. We are here on a mission. We're not here by accident. But we're here because... Because we have received something that is precious of the Lord. And we need to talk about it. And we need to demonstrate it. And we need to testify about it. And we need to share with somebody what the Bible calls the good news. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, I hope we don't ever forget how precious this gospel is. The good news. When folks are dying, it's good news to know that when we die, we don't die in vain. Hallelujah. We don't sorrow after a worldly sort. We sorrow in a different way. We have a hope. Hallelujah. I said we have a hope that is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Let's not forget that the gospel we're talking about is an amazing grace. And it's a sweet, sweet sound. And it saves, hallelujah, to the uttermost. Hallelujah, from the uttermost to the guttermost, Jesus saves. And he can reach down into whatever quagmire anybody has, has, has delved into. It doesn't matter how deep, how dire. God can reach down in his loving mercy. Oh, bless his holy name. He'll get down in the quagmire with them and pull them out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are saying amen because he did that for you. Some of you are clapping your hands because he did that for you. Some of you are lifting his name because he did that for you. When nothing else could help, the love of God lifted you. you didn't want any help the love of God lifted you hallelujah you remember you remember the sleepless nights you remember the weeping and the wailing you 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 can identify some of you can identify with the descriptions of hell in the Bible because you feel like you've been there and yet the Lord in his loving mercy reached down and pulled you out when you couldn't save yourself when your family couldn't save you when friends couldn't save you, when positive thinking couldn't save you, the blood of Jesus. Folks, folks, this, this is, I'm not talking about just positive thoughts about the blood of Jesus. I'm talking about something supernatural. I'm talking about something miraculous that steps into your picture of your life and breaks the chains that bind you. Oh, hallelujah. And so we look all around us and, and it's real tempting to get aggravated and frustrated with a world that is, that is lost. Now, you and I have to be careful with that because I'm going to tell you something. You know, the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That's the heart of man. That's the heart of all of us without the love of God, without the Holy Ghost, without the blood of Jesus. Our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So before you and I get too frustrated with the world as it is, we must remember that we're dealing with a lost world. And, and, and so it's a sinful society. And, and, and the solution is not for people simply to change their behavior. They can change their behavior and still have sin problems. The solution is Jesus. The answer is the blood. The solution is Calvary. The solution is the gospel. Of Jesus Christ. That's the power that breaks the chains. And we see in this passage of scripture a man who was completely dominated by unclean spirits. And, and, and he was, he was the, kind of, the kind of man that just terrified people. He was a, a threat to others. He was a threat to himself. And the Bible says that he lived among the tombs. And that he would, he would strip his clothing 
And he would, he would all night, always, all night. I mean, you got to understand what that scripture is saying about this man. All night long, always, he would be in the mountains and he would be crying. And he would be cutting himself with stones and crying out and weeping and screaming. And he would terrorize people by this erratic behavior. And nobody knew what to do with him. He was an embarrassment to the community. And, and so what they would attempt to do was to modify his behavior. They wanted him to stop acting like this. Because the crying all night long was, was, was kind of getting to people. And the, the screaming and the weeping and the wailing and the cutting, it was just, it was getting out of control. And, and he lived among the tombs and he was, he just, he was the kind of a person that, that was very frightening to come across. And sometimes you'd even see him running around with chains hanging from his wrists and around his ankles that had been broken because society's uh, solution was to, to chain him up and to bind him and to regulate his behavior. We have to somehow regulate his behavior and keep him from being a terror to the community. And so they would, they would chain him up and they would shut him down and they would lock him away and, and it was futile. The man would break the chains that they would bind him. Well, literally, he would break the fetters. He would break the chains. He had an inhuman strength because he was so violently possessed by unclean spirits, and nobody knew what to do with this man. Little did they know, but Jesus was taking a trip to this community where this man lived. And it seems to be the only reason that he came to this community. He didn't tell anybody why he was going. He just got on a ship, and he started sailing toward the the, the Gadarenes. And as he was as he was sailing toward this place called Gad, he was he was just sailing along they get to the shore the disciples don't even know why he's here what the purpose in coming because when he gets done doing what he does he's going to get back on this ship and he's going to go back where he came from he came for one purpose hallelujah i said he came for one purpose there was a man whose cry in the mountaintops had reached the ears of God. There was a man whose weeping and wailing and cutting had reached the eyes of God. And the Lord was not going to turn a deaf ear to it. And so he got on this boat and he's sailing to the Gadarenes. And he walks up onto this shore of the Gadarenes. And nobody knew what to do with this man. Nobody knew how to regulate him. Nobody knew how to to modify his behavior nobody knew how to rehabilitate him all they could do was chain him up shut him up shut him down and he would break through their regulation break through their chains break through that bondage and go on to this self-destructive behavior but the bible says so beautifully but when this man saw jesus hallelujah but when this man saw Jesus, even though it was afar off, when this man saw Jesus, there was no spirit inside of him that could prevent him from running, hallelujah, to the feet of the master. There were devils lined up inside of him. Now you gotta understand what I'm saying. These devils were were lined up inside of him. When he arrived at the feet of Jesus, Jesus looked at him and said, what is thy name? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. My name is Legion. That's all singular. For we, that's plural, are many. This man was overtaken by a legion of devils. This is a military term. He was overtaken by a legion of devils that had come into his mind and into his heart and into his spirit in order to torment this man. He was in torment. Folks, I want to tell you what our world is facing today. Our world is facing legions of devils. Our world is facing legions of devils. Now, it's, it's, it is similar to when the allied forces 
were facing the Axis powers in World War II. In World War II, there were, there, we, we don't even realize how close we were to total world domination of some of the most evil forces that the world has ever known. Perhaps the most evil forces the world has ever known. Adolf Hitler and, the, and Emperor Hirohito and Benito Mussolini were on a quest and it was driven by some of the most severe racial prejudice that the world has ever known. They were driven by ungodly spirits to take over the entire world and they were doing it. Adolf Hitler was taking over Europe and moving eastward. And Benito Mussolini had covered southern Europe and was moving down into Africa. Emperor Hirohito had covered Japan and was taking over the entire Pacific. The attack on Pearl Harbor was to stun and weaken the United States of America. They were getting ready. They were committed to this together. These weren't separate forces. These were Axis powers that were united to overtake their particular regions of the world. And they were moving into China. The empire of Japan was moving into China. It was only by the grace of God and the courage of the brave men and women of the allied powers that drove those forces back. It was a very united effort, a concerted effort that was that was brought against the world. And we are so far removed from World War II, we don't even have a comprehension. It was the most costliest war in terms of human life that was lost, both military and civilian. Millions, tens of millions of people, civilian and military, who lost their lives. And, and there was a concerted effort on the part of the Axis powers to bring the whole world into their grip. This is what our world is facing today in a spiritual sense. This is what we see in a microcosm in this Gadarean man. This is what you see when you deal with somebody who you can tell is tormented and oppressed in your world by an unclean spirit. It's not just an unclean spirit. It's multiple unclean spirits. And they have lined themselves up against humankind men and women with one goal in mind torment them into total and ultimate destruction remember that we have an adversary who walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour remember the remember the the warnings of Jesus the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy in other words there is a purpose behind what the enemy is doing and these spirits have united themselves against you against your family against our communities against our city against our nation against the church and people are overtaken by it. You see these spirits lining up in entertainment industry. You see these spirits lining up in financial industries. You see people anywhere you look across every spectrum of human existence. You see all people under the influence of ungodly spirits. Amen. And these spirits are, they're not to be, they're not to be, uh, just shaken off and discarded and acted as if they don't exist. Oh, they exist. The Bible describes them. The Bible refers to certain spirits. For one, the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. There is a spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is a taunting spirit. It's a haunting spirit. It's a, it's a spirit that comes to people and, and it causes so much anxiety and so much worry and so much dread. This is what the spirit of fear does. The Bible describes that fear hath torment. This is fear's great weapon, torment. And so fear is one of the spirits that aligns itself against you and against others. Another spirit that the Bible describes is a lying spirit. A lying spirit is described in the scriptures. This lying spirit can actually get even into the mouths of, of, of false prophets. And people will listen to a lying spirit when they think they're listening to somebody who is really speaking something very special to them, something helpful to them, when in fact they're hearing a lying spirit. Many times this lying spirit will emerge in the form of words that are attaching themselves to you. Some of you believe things 
things about yourself to this day that are not true, but were told to you years ago by a lying spirit. And that lying spirit lodged itself into the mouth of somebody you trusted, and they spoke things to you. Perhaps it was a label they placed on you, and that lying spirit planted a seed of inferiority inside of your spirit that haunts you to this day and prevents you from enjoying and experiencing the beautiful blessings of God in your life. The scripture describes also a jealous spirit, particularly envy, a spirit of envy that gets into people and and begins to move upon people. Envy, somebody said, is common. It's normal. No, no. It's a work of the flesh, and there's a spirit attached to it. The Bible says that wars come from envy. That's where wars come from. War is the most horrible thing that you and I can ever imagine. Wars cost so many lives. Some wars are absolutely necessary, no question about it. But it is amazing how many lives are lost in war. Each and every one of us can think right now of somebody in our family tree who paid the ultimate sacrifice or came very close to it into a matter of war. Envy is where all war stems from. Envy is the cause of all war, where wars come from, James said. It starts with somebody looking in on someone else's blessing and being envious about it, wishing it were mine. Covetousness sets in. It's the work of the flesh, and there is a spirit associated with it. The Bible describes a perverse spirit, a perverse spirit, and there is a perverse spirit that can attach itself to somebody. This perverse spirit begins to war against the soul of that individual, and it begins to distort their view of love and of life and of people. It begins to distort their view of intimacy and they develop perversions in themselves that begin to do destructive harm to their relationships and to their their friendships and to their relationships with with their spouse, relationships with their friends, relationship with God. It is the thief that has entered your life to steal and to kill and to destroy and we run into somebody who cries all night in the mountains somebody who is self-destructive somebody who is doing themselves harm doing others harm somebody whose mind is unceasingly tormented and we don't know what to do about it society doesn't know what to do about it I don't care how many laws they pass in the House of Representatives or in the United States Senate they will never be able to chain this kind of an ungodly devil that is loosed in our society. It does not matter, ladies and gentlemen. It does not matter how many government programs are put in place. It doesn't matter how many good thoughts people try to encourage others to think. They can stand united on any number of issues. But I want you to know that we are dealing with a spiritual problem. And it requires a spiritual solution. And it isn't time for the church to back down, to get scared, to back up it's time we realize that the only solution to what this world needs is Jesus the Christ hallelujah Hallelujah. this man This man didn't stop weeping and wailing when he saw the government. He didn't stop weeping and wailing when he saw the the mayor. He didn't stop weeping and wailing when he saw the authority in his particular jurisdiction. He didn't stop weeping and wailing when the chains were put upon his arms and feet. He didn't stop weeping and wailing when somebody put a drug into his system. He didn't stop weeping and wailing. Oh, that stuff may work for a little while, but pretty soon he's going to break that chain just like he broke the other chain somebody put on him I'll tell you when he stopped weeping and when he stopped wailing when Jesus I said when Jesus stepped off the boat and onto the shores of Gallery hallelujah you want to know why those 
Those human institutions could not deal with this man because they were dealing with an alignment of spiritual principalities. They weren't dealing with just one spirit. They were dealing with a legion of spirits. This legion spoke as one. It was united in purpose. It was focused. It wasn't a multitude of different personalities just trying to do their own thing. No, 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 no. They had a clear target in mind. It was to torment this man. It was to destroy this man. It was to humiliate this man. It was to ruin this man. It was to devastate this man. And fear worked on devastating him. And envy worked on devastating him. And perversion worked on devastating him. And a lying spirit worked on devastating him. They were united in their purpose. They were united in their purpose. I'm going to tell you something. This is why you don't need to entertain unclean spirits. No, sir, no, ma'am. You cut that off. Cut that out. You know, this is why, and I'm just going to, can I go off on a little, just a little rabbit trail here? Just, I, there's a little wait, play, place here down here where I can U-turn and come right back where I was, so don't worry. But this is why I just can't celebrate Halloween personally. Because it's, it's a celebration of fear. It's a celebration of death. And death is, is, an, is a spirit. And fear is a spirit. Now, now listen, I'm, I'm not opposed to, 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 to getting some Snickers. Now, you know what I'm saying. I'm not talking about Snickers and Skittles. I'll be having some Snickers and Skittles. But I'm not going to celebrate fear. That's an ungodly spirit. And I'm not going to celebrate death. That's the angel of death. It's a spirit. And the Bible says the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death is our enemy. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy state? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? So, so you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that, that this man had, had an alignment, a legion. There was a military presence in his spirit. And, and he didn't even know what was going on. He had been overtaken, overcome. And, 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 and he didn't know how to handle it. He was crying out in the mountains. And he was cutting himself with stones. And he was a madman. He was a crazy man. Nobody knew what to do with him. And, 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 and so... So this was a legion of spirits that, was, that were lined up with the united purpose of tormenting him until he died. The only solution to that is Jesus Christ. When Jesus walks up onto that shore, folks, the reason Jesus is the solution is because just as those ungodly spirits knew what their purpose was, Jesus knew what his purpose was. Do you know the Bible says that he made himself of no reputation? Because that wasn't his purpose. He wasn't trying to send out the number one bestseller, even though he did. Without trying. Didn't even put his picture on the front of it. But he went out and said, hey, hey, I'm here to do one thing. Seek and save that which was lost. Seek and save that which was lost. That's my purpose. That's my purpose. I'm here to seek and save that which was lost. But don't you want a big fancy house? No, I don't even need a house. I don't even have a place to lay my head. I mean, the birds of the air have nests and the foxes have holes. I don't even have a place to lay my head. My purpose is not to have bigger it's not to have better. It's not to be known. It's not to have reputation. It's not to have riches. It's not to have wealth. And when you know what your purpose is, hallelujah. I said, when you know what your purpose is, you can get on any boat anywhere, weather any storm anytime, cross any ocean, cross any sea, walk up onto that shore, and I don't care who comes running at you. You know what you're there to do, and he knows what you're there to do.
I'm going to tell you something. When God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, man became a living soul. And there's a soul inside of every human being. And it doesn't matter how many devils are wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, intertwined inside of that individual. That soul can run to Jesus. I said that soul can run to Jesus. That legion of ungodly spirits had wrapped themselves around this man. I can see him running, fear holding on to this ankle, but he's running anyway. Envy holding on to this ankle, but he's running, dragging him. Lying spirit pulling on this arm. And a perverse spirit holding on to this arm. But he's going to get to Jesus. know what you've been through and I don't know what you're going through but I want you to know that Jesus is in this house and you can run to him You need to get more acquainted with this bestseller Jesus put out. Because the USA Today might tell you that, that there's no such thing as an alcoholic ever being free from alcoholism. But I'm going to get in this book's bestseller Jesus put out. And this tells me the Lord God knoweth how to deliver. I said the Lord God. He knows how to deliver. Jesus walks up to that that man that man runs to him hallelujah the Bible said that he saw him afar off and when he saw him afar off he ran to him hallelujah and worshipped him now folks you know what I gotta tell you something right now I just I just I just say this I don't know what that worship looked like I don't even know what that worship looked like. I mean, you got to understand, this man didn't have any clothes. This man had chains hanging from his arms and his ankles. This man had, had, was completely lacerated all over his body. The, the, this man was a wild man, a crazy man. I doubt that he ran to Jesus and got to him and said, Hallelujah. I just doubt that that's the way it happened. But I'm going to tell you, it didn't matter how crazy it looked. Didn't matter how bad it looked. Didn't matter how ugly it looked. Jesus knew that's worship. Hallelujah. I decided a long time ago I wasn't going to make fun of people's worship. Because people need to have the freedom just to open up their heart and say, God, I don't even know how to do this right. All I know is I need you, and I want you, and I need salvation, and I need deliverance. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. The Bible says that Jesus said to the Spirit, what is thy name? And the Spirit, this is what's interesting to me. The Spirit spoke out and said, my name is Legion. We are many. This, This legion of devils, fear, envy, perversion, lying spirit, this legion of devils was so united that they spoke with one voice. And didn't mind who got the credit. I am legion. We are many. And Jesus. Now I don't know how to explain all this right now. I don't have time to get into 
what this all means. There's some really interesting mysteries that take place here. The devil started asking God not to, not to just uh, cast them out of the country, but can we go into the pigs? And he said, sure, and cast them into the pigs, and their pigs went running down into the sea and choked and, and died. So, I, you know, I, I, we'll get into that another time and try to figure all that out. But what, but what we do understand is that Jesus looked at that legion of devils and said, your time in this man is over. You know that little agenda you had of ruining his life? It's done. You know that little plan you had of destroying his future? It's over! I'm stepping into this picture now and a greater power than you is here and I'm removing you from the situation. Now let me just tell you, let me just tell you, wouldn't it have been awesome to be able to be with Jesus on that day? Wouldn't it have been amazing? What if you were standing there with Jesus watching? What about when he, what about when he turned the water into wine? What about when he walked on the water? Well, what about when he healed the woman with the issue of blood? Or when he raised Jairus' daughter back to life? Or what about when he said, Lazarus, come forth? It would have been amazing to be present with him while he walked on this earth. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something about Jesus. He walked this earth for 33 and a half years. For three and a half years, he ministered on this earth. And then he died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. Showed himself by many infallible proofs alive. And he ascended on high. Poured out the Holy Ghost into the church of the living God that's us Jesus as far as physical flesh and blood and bone is not walking the earth like he did but his body is still in the earth And I'm going to tell you that our world is facing difficulties they don't know what to do with. They're throwing their hands up in despair. It's more divided than it's ever been. It's broken. The systems are broken. The people are broken. Lives are shattered. Everything is turned upside down. Confusion is rampant. What they need, oh, what they need so desperately is for the body of Jesus to get on a boat, sail across the seas step onto their shores walk onto their shore and not be afraid I said not be afraid not be afraid of any legion of unclean devils but walk up with unity in purpose the devil knows why he's here he knows that he has but a short time He's here to ruin lives. He's here to destroy marriages. He's here to ruin children's minds. He's here to destroy people's homes. He's here to wreck your opportunity to have any blessings of the Lord in your life. He's here to take your peace away from you. He's here to steal your joy and kill your faith. That's why the devil is here. Do we know why we're here? We have got to get back to the purpose of what this is all about. You hear what I'm saying? Don't let the devil into your mind and get you divided against your brother or your sister to get you separated from another member of the body of Christ. Because listen to what the Bible says about us. Legion said, I am legion, we are many. Let me tell you what the Bible says about the body of Christ. We are many members, but we're one body. you got to understand ladies and gentlemen we will not be divided by what divides the world we are the body of Jesus Christ hallelujah there is neither Jew nor Gentile nor bond nor free no male nor female we are one body in Jesus Christ and we walk up onto the shores of wherever there's a legion of unclean devils and we say I come in the name of Jesus Christ I come in the name of Jesus Christ 
Hallelujah. You say, I don't feel like I have authority or power in the spirit. Let me just tell you real quick why. And I don't even have to know who I'm talking to. I just know what that symptom is. It's because you have ought against a member of the body of Christ. And when you have ought against the member of the body of Christ, you become separated from the body. And you end up like that valley of dry bones that Ezekiel looked out over. And there was a hand over here that was belonged to a wrist over there. And there's a foot over here that belongs to a leg that's over here. And the body is all separated and all divided. And the only thing that can bring the body together is prophesy to these bones. Hallelujah. Prophesy. Prophesy. Prophesy to these bones. Can these bones live? Speak to these bones. Preach to these bones. Prophesy to these bones. Hallelujah. And when Ezekiel began to prophesy to the bones, oh, hallelujah, all the bones began to come together bone to his bone. And they stood up as a mighty army. And then he said, now, now what else needs to happen? He said, prophesy to the winds. Oh, come Holy Ghost. Have your way, Holy Ghost. I want to know, is anybody out there praying for a revival? Is there anybody out there praying for a move of the Holy Ghost? Is there anybody out there lifting their voice saying, God, give us, hallelujah, the outpouring of your spirit like never before. When was the last time you prayed that a revelation would come upon Cincinnati? When was the last time you said, God, I want you to miraculously and supernaturally bring revelation, enlightenment to our city concerning your name, concerning your word, concerning your spirit, your blood? Prophesy to the winds. Lord, let revelation come. In the name of Jesus, we've got too many people that are struggling with legions for the body of Jesus Christ to be all separated and divided. And look at it, somebody down the pew thinking, thinking thoughts of them that are envious, thinking thoughts of them that are spiteful, thinking thoughts of them that are divisive, nitpicking at every little thing, getting upset about this, getting offended at that. You are falling into the devil's snare. He's got you wrapped up into some kind of trivial nonsense when this world needs you to be focused, focused, focused on the purpose of reaching the law. My God. Because when it's all said and done, he gave you 10 commandments and he gave you a great commission. And he gave you a plan of salvation. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And if that's not what we're doing, then we've lost our purpose. We are, we are not a social club, sorry. I know there's a social aspect to the church, and I thank God for it. I thank God for fellowship, friendship, and, and loving one another. And that's the body of Christ, and that's beautiful, and that's awesome. But that's not where it ends. You know why we have fellowship? Can I just give y'all a little sneak peek into why we have fellowship? So we can get to know one another and realize, hey, we like one another. Hey, we love one another. So that when we get on the battlefield, we don't desert one another and leave each other behind. Because we're brothers and we're sisters and we're comrades in arms. I've seen people have more problems with people in the church than they do with the spirit of envy, spirit of fear. They're perfectly fine with the spirit of envy coming into their home, but they wouldn't have to, anything to do with the person down the road because of something they said one time, long time ago. It's a devil's snare. It's, it's Satan's snare. And you're all caught up in it, upside down. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. I cast it off of you in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that there were seven sons of Sceva who came upon a man who had an unclean devil. He had an unclean devil in him. And these seven sons of Sceva walk up to him and they say to him, I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. 
and they probably got that preacher voice going, you know. I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And the devils were like, the devil literally said, oh, I know who Jesus is, and I know who Paul is. I don't have any clue who you are. And it didn't matter what kind of preacher voice they had. The preacher voice didn't have authority. There's only one who has authority. Now listen, I, I used to look at that and I, and I would think, well now, how in the world did they know Jesus and Paul? Because I know who has authority in the, in, the, in the spirit. It's Jesus. He's the one who subdued principalities and powers. They're under his feet. He's the only one with authority. Let me tell you how they knew both Jesus and Paul. It wasn't because Jesus was great in their eyes and then Paul was too. No, 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 no. They knew Paul as well as Jesus because Paul was like Christ. There's an example. Paul actually explained this a little bit when he said, follow me as I follow Christ. He didn't just say, follow me. He said, follow me because I'm following Christ. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to follow me, only follow me if I'm following Christ. Don't follow anybody unless they're following Christ. said follow me as I follow Christ and when those spirits looked at these seven sons of Sceva they said Jesus we know and we know this guy named Paul too because he's so much like Jesus if you want to have authority in the Holy Ghost over the legions of unclean spirits that are plaguing our whole society then you got to be like Jesus hallelujah there's no magic potion there's no magic formula. When we say in the name of Jesus, it's not like the spiritual equivalent or the Christian equivalent of hocus pocus abracadabra. No, 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 no. It's not some magical formula. When we say in the name of Jesus, we are describing where we are. I come to you, not by the name of Jesus, not outside the name of Jesus, not with the name of Jesus. Woo! I've been down in the waters, buried in his name. I'll tell you where I am. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Come on, somebody. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice in praise. Lift your voice in praise. Lift your voice in praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I want a member of the body of Christ right now to lift up your hands all across this house and say, Lord God, I want to be where you want me to be. I want to be what you want me to be. I want to be in your name, covered by your blood, filled with your spirit. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, all across this house. Worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Pour it all out right now, right where you are. Pour it all out in the name of Jesus. Pour it all out in the name of Jesus. 
Come on. God wills for you to have victory. God wills for you to be strong in the Lord. God wills for you to have peace in your mind and joy in your soul. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Woo, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Now, now I want you to hear me. I had, I had a lady who was dealing with oppressive spirits she was dealing with oppressive spirits they were tormenting her day and night day and night and she would speak out against those spirits and she would she would order them and 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 command them and and she just was in total torment and I stopped her when she was doing this one time while she was praying and I said listen I said you're tormented by evil spirits and I said you are spending your time ordering them and commanding them to cease and desist I said, you don't have to do or say one more thing to those evil spirits. Focus on Jesus. Talk to him. Praise him. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. The devil's tormenting. The devil's, the devil's gnawing on your spirit. But you don't have to think about him, look at him, talk to him. Just lift up your eyes into the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help cometh from the Lord. If you can see Jesus afar off, run to him. Run to him. Run to him. Come on, body of Christ. We need to be the Jesus that they see afar off. We need to be the Jesus that they can see from a distance. I want somebody right now. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I want somebody right now to run to Jesus in this house. Somebody run to Jesus in this house. Come on, somebody say, I need you, God. I need you, God. I'm dealing with problems. I'm dealing with circumstances. I've got, I've got spirits that are coming against me. I need you, Jesus. I need power. I need strength. I need deliverance in the name of Jesus. If you have ought against somebody in the name of the Lord, I want you to come right now and say, Lord, I release it to you in the name of Jesus. I release it to you in the name of Jesus. I release it to you in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. 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 Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Woo. Come on, body of Christ. I need us with one voice to begin to magnify Jesus all across this house with one voice. Magnify Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter about anything you disagree on. We agree on one thing. Jesus is the living God. Jesus is the mighty God. Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus has all power in heaven and in earth. Come on, that's it. Lift up your voice unto the mighty God, Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice unto the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Come on, there's victory in this house. Victory in this house. Hallelujah. 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 The devil's plan is over in the name of Jesus. The devil's plan is over in the name of Jesus. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. His agenda is subdued in the name of Jesus. His plan for your life is subdued in the name of Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, there's victory right now. Lift up your hands and receive it. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Come on, the torment. God is getting ready to speak to your torment right now. God is getting ready to speak to your torment. His word has come forth. He is addressing the torment that you've been dealing with. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. He's addressing the torment you've been dealing with. 
right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, the body of Jesus Christ is in this house. Come on, the body of Jesus Christ is in this house. The body of Jesus Christ is in this house. Yes, 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 with one voice lift high the name that is above every name. With one voice lift high the name that is above every name. With one voice magnify the God of our salvation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, we're united in purpose. We know what our purpose is. Come on, reach the lost, reach the lost, reach the lost. Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Ghost, have your way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let the Spirit of the Lord do a work right now. Let the Spirit of the Lord do a work right now. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. In the name of